You are listening to the Signal to Noise podcast on the ProSound Web Podcast Network. Signal to Noise is supported by Audix. Check out their new line of Pro Studio headphones and the A131 and A133 large diaphragm studio condenser microphones at audixusa.com. Alan and Heath has asked us to read this. Have you noticed that all good things come in threes? XLR, AES, meat, cheese, and tortillas, Michael Lawrence, Chris Leonard, and Kyle Chernside, and now the Allen and Heath AHM Matrix family, AHM 64, AHM 32, and AHM 16. 96 kilohertz FPGA powered sonic powerhouses for projects of all sizes. Who says matrices have to be boring? Not us. We've never said that. Kyle said it once, but we proved him wrong. Check them out today. Welcome back to the Signal Noise podcast on Pro Sound Web. You, oh, what you doing the dad oh, finger? Oh. We're not, are we supposed to say it? Or <laughs> are we not supposed no, to say it? Don't I say can't welcome back. Welcome say back welcome. or welcome to? Because well, like, we had multiple like never first time to listens today, and they even said it. I'm so, so glad. All, I'm so glad all of this is authentic. It's so good. <laughs> oh, yeah. It just happens like this every time. I have the welcome to 140 whatever. <laughs> all right, so welcome. Okay, hold on, let's let's try it again. Welcome to the Signal to Noise podcast on Pro Sound there you Web. Go. Is that better, yes, Chris? that's what you wanted. Okay, great, <laughs> awesome. Uh, and full house tonight. Uh, we've got yeah. the the venerable Kyle Chernside. I don't even know what that means. <laughs> <laughs> we've got the uh, we've got the uh, the goateed Chris Leonard. What's up? And the ladies are here. Willis Snow <laughs> and Sam Boone are joining us. Yay! Which is good. I'm just we don't want everybody's the applause. Like boys. Yeah, thank you, Willa. It's very supportive of you. I mean, um, I do my best. <laughs> yeah, it's really what we're and, here for. Uh, mm-hmm. And f- if we, before we started rolling, there was uh, I, I actually received a small life lesson about Christmas cactuses, or I guess cacti. So uh, it's already in for a cultural experience uh, this week on the show. So I want to thank everybody for that. Um, Kyle, before we get into anything, I think you, you got skipped last week. So what's uh, cool single arms reach for you, man? Oh man, it's like I've never played this game before. The game you started. <laughs> I know the game I started. Um, I didn't do this before. I got a Black Mirror. You know what Black Mirror is? No. Just, uh, I, mean, I, know I would what like you to explain it. under the show. Yeah. yeah, just like you're supposed to look into it and be able to see your your spiritual fortune. Basically, oh, Miss cool. Cleo shows up in there. What do you see when you look in there, Kyle? Uh, uh my credit score. So. <laughs> <laughs> you know, trying trying to hit six hundred, like I told you on uh, episode one forty thousand yeah. or whatever that we yeah. always mess this thing up. I've I've got a empty, uh, empty Chips Ahoy Reese's flavored, and the reason it's empty is because I've eaten the cookies. I'm uh, I'm binging. Twelve hours from now, I'll be on a plane to Las Vegas to start my tour. Oh, yeah. So you carb loading for rehearsals. Go, Fifty go, days go. of <laughs> SC life on tour. Yep. You're actually going to get your first picture to post tonight. That's right. Uh, so we'll get started. Chris Leonard, coolest thing on our reach. I'm keeping with the gift theme. Uh, uh-huh. So uh, for Christmas, Brandon, my director of audio, got me a cool gift. So if you guys seen one of these things, it's like this uh, disc. All right. All right. Wait for it. Wait for it. What is that? Looks like a um. Ex- right? What? It's, Whoa, extension it's, it's, a, uh, it's a collapsible stool or seat oh. or la- oh, uh, step stool cool. or whatever. Um, and you can keep it in your um, 
your work box, your backpack, or whatever, and it collapsed down. Uh, it's pretty sweet. Was, what's why? Wow. What sort of latching mechanism is preventing it from collapsing when you're sitting? I'll it? have to send you a picture. I'm interested in the it, engineering it, here. Yeah, yeah get it, back like, to us hook, on that. Hooks, it hooks through. Oh, okay. Right. That's, that's so it just cool. telescopes. So you can you don't have to go the oh. full height, right? So wow. maybe if you're vertically like challenged, this is good oh, for you. Man. I don't have that like problem. But cone. for sitting, it'd be good. But yeah, that's really neat. Um, well, it's snow. Mm-hmm. What do you got? Uh, probably my Allen and Heath ZI 10 FX that I'm going through. Oh, nice. thing. yeah, I got I finally got it for myself because I kept doing these like little small recording gigs over the pandemic and I kept lugging around like a big old digital console because that's all that was available. And finally, I was just like, you know what? I'm going to buy one of those little things because they're great. You got four XLR channels and sounds good. There's onboard effects and EQ and, you know, I don't have to carry a gigantic thing with me anymore. I can Rip just it. bring this little guy. So. And by the way, you promised you were like, "Hey, can I come on the show tonight?" Because like, <laughs> I promise I don't sound COVIDy. You sound like seven percent COVIDy. Um, it's not, are you it's feeling better? better? How are it, you feeling, y'all? I got COVID, so um, the I'm, whole I, country I am has feeling better. COVID. It doesn't matter. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, like, I got. It. Um, I, it like hit me like a fucking freight train over the weekend, and I thought it was a really bad case of cedar fever because that happens to me pretty regularly every year in January in Texas, and. Uh, well, I mean, my voice doesn't sound like a death rattle today, so I'm calling that no, a win. No, you, you, sound, you sound good. <laughs> you try harder next um, time. Also, and maybe we can talk about this a little bit kind of in, in future episodes after mm. after all is said and done, but it's official now, y'all. My company is providing a front of house package for Willis Tour. What, what? It's with true. Samia. Yes. So I just sent all this Double stuff up deal. yesterday, so... Yeah, yep. very so exciting. Kind of so I'll, yep. I promise I will pour beer into your console every Thank single you. night. Yes, good. That's and what it I, needs. It's very thirsty. Yep, yep, absolutely. And I will set all of the cables on fire, and I will dent every single microphone. <laughs> Damn, <laughs> ruthless. Actually, it's kind of so. Sounds like so, and, and it's and a, and a nice little shout out to our supporters here on Signal and Noise. Willow is going to be carrying my SQ5 mm-hmm. and my Audix DP7 mic kit. So yep. you know, I was like dream hey, pairing you know, right there. I'm there so excited to have consistent good sound every single night so stoked and it lights up pretty so and it lights you know, up pretty nice and it's, it's lightweight very, very... and small and <laughs> won't take up too much room in the trailer that was like a big selling point to get well, to was like hey is she taking your avantis i'm like i don't think she wants the avantis i don't think they have room for the avantis they don't, it's like we don't so have much room. console <laughs> <laughs> but thank you though <laughs> damn boon cool single in arms reach um i have a cloud lifter magnet it's cute all right. A magnet? Like, it's fine. It's fine for what it is. It's a cloud yeah, lifter. It's it, a magnet. Yeah. It comes oh, in the box. Oh, that's and cool. Cloud yeah. Oh, Kyle's got nice. the actual cloud lifter. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I got the yeah. Cloud. Mine's plugged into the microphone I'm talking to you in. I want to uh, right, find so, a magnet. That's cool. <laughs> it was it was in the box somewhere. You probably yeah. threw it out, Kyle. Damn. Um, our guest this week, uh, I have to say one of the highlights when I was at Outside Lands, uh, this fella came up to me and said, hey, man, I listened to the show and I was, I was hoping to meet you here. And I was like, yeah. This is great. Nobody so, knows who I uh, am. Mr. <laughs> 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 Mr. Mr. Brent Washburn. Uh, he's from the northern, the mysterious Yay. northern lands of Canada. Ooh, love it. And uh, I saw him when he was out mixing uh, Jessia, a really kind of cool pop vocal act. And I actually was like texting Willa. It's like right up her alley. It's the kind of act that she's doing a lot of work with lately. So, Brent, welcome to the show, man. Thanks for having me. Yay. Appreciate it. How's the, uh, how's the northern lands of Canada? Very cold right now. <laughs> Very cold. It was like minus what? thirty Celsius yesterday. Oh, that's very cold. I'm out. Uh, what's it, that's it, actually it, minus thirty Fahrenheit as well. I think, right? 
Yeah, minus forty up is more than forty-ish. Is it? Oh, okay. So, but cool. I mean, I like I like where we're going in the science direction. That's good for the show. Is um, it messing with the time of the daylight during the sh- during the day now? How many hours you get? Uh, it's actually like it's the days are starting to get longer now. Yeah, so it's almost almost sun up when you wake up. Wait, like how Close. how far? Yeah. Like where, where where are you? I just I'm in know. Ottawa. I'm not that oh, far north. Like, it may sound like he's up in the fucking North Pole or something. <laughs> it's like mysterious, the mysterious northern land. It's, it's not. The it's United like States. it's. It, it is. Canada, it is significantly different, though. <laughs> even yeah, I'm, we from, from, I'm from like eight hours. <laughs> Sorry, I'm from like eight hours south of here, so it's it's even different. That eight hours, like my, my parents back home are, are are going through different stuff than I am right yeah. now. Yeah. Okay. I'm, I mean, Will cool. and I Days are, are the south, so like it's a relative, like out. Texas to Ottawa. I feel like With is a sh- like that's clearly different. I feel like <laughs> we're, we're, we're covering some F. territory south. here. Dirty, dirty south. All right. So, all right. So now that we've got Chris's <laughs> geological curiosity, well, we went from like swage, true so. science, and then we and then we threw science out the window by talking <laughs> how far away he lived. So, I, 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 <laughs> mysterious northern land. Right. That's what I'm saying. Uh, Brent, what's the coolest thing you got within arm's reach? Uh, this is going to seem super planned, but it is just in my room here. Hold on. Oh, he's just that cool. This oh, is like we've, how we we've come over full there. circle now. The show has eaten itself. Our guests are more prepared than we are. This I, is where we've ended up. I like that he rolled over there because I can't. Like, if I roll, I'll roll over like some albums and trash and all kinds of stuff down there. <laughs> and he's getting all prepared. I guess uh, technically it is within our oh, reach if you're rolling to it. Okay, we got a this, guitar. This, this is this yeah. is this is an ode to my grandfather. Uh, this is his like '74 uh, F65. Oh, let me well. see the headstock awesome. on that thing. Pull the headstock down. Let me see that. See, oh, that's so pretty. <laughs> You're gonna play us some Wonderwall or something, or what? Uh, I will, I will, I will give you one chord on like, oh, cool, le- okay. legit twelve-year-old strings. <laughs> yes, yes. I don't even know if it's in tune. So, no, nah, you know what? I can't, I can't, I can't. Okay. Throw Come on now. I can't throw an out of tune <laughs> guitar out here because we're so sophisticated we'll have in the rails. It's yeah. So I can't right. do it. I can't oh, do totally. it. So are you are you a musician? Also, are you are you? Are you, uh, are you I do I do play. I haven't played in a while. Um, I love how every time we ask a sound guy, "Are you a musician?" Well, I play. I, I would be <laughs> <Yeah>. a musician. <laughs> I mean, we all get we all sort of like have to start out there playing, right? Like, I'm me. I don't. I don't know. T- no, I can't, I can't play. I don't know. I can't really? play, I can't play yeah, one yeah, instrument. I play the console. I don't know too many guys like that. That's yeah, but if, if, if they handed you a, a guitar <laughs> too, too and said people, tune so. it, could you could you tune a guitar, Chris? Me? Nope. Yeah. <laughs> so like you're useless yeah. on backline. Fuck yeah. Nope. I'm drum? Okay. Can you? Tune- <laughs> <laughs> Yo, I like how he owned that though. Yeah, he's yeah. got his niche and it's working for him, and yeah. he is owning this. I, yeah, I can make Love things louder this. or quieter. You know, I can plug things in. You know, but mm-hmm. yeah, when it comes to actually playing an instrument, no, I I play delay. That's I always joke like my instrument is like <laughs> delay. You know. I mean that is an instrument. You do need musical timing for it anyway. So yeah, you you get to tap. Yeah, sure. And then you get to move the fader. Yeah, yeah I mean that's it's basically like Guitar Hero. So he's a so dancer. He's fine, man. He like yeah. he dances. Yeah, I headbang yeah. with yeah. it. You know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so all right, so Brent, I, I I mean I think let's let's start with let's start with uh, with Jesse, man. That's a pretty cool show. I. Uh, it was it was neat for me because I I didn't know most of the bands at that festival. We're talking about outside lands, by the way, going in, and that was one of those pleasant surprises where you're like, oh, this is pretty cool shit, you know? Yeah. She, um. So she kind of she kind of got viral on TikTok. Um. The start of 2021. Weird. 
Um, and I'd, I'd worked with uh, a previous act that her manager works with. And as soon as, as soon as it came on my radar, I was like, you know, sending emails being like, I, I want in on this. This is cool. Nice. Um, and you know, the, the scalability of the whole thing is, uh, is really exciting. So it's, you know, the, this year is, is hoping to be a big one for everybody. And I, one thing I was, you know, cause I've kind of been listening to it. Um, then you, it's, it's weird irony. Cause you go to the show and you're like, I don't know who this person is, but I like it. And then you go and listen to a bunch of their stuff. And then you're like, wow, I wish I could like watch the show again now that I'm familiar with, it, with the music and actually like, yeah, cause <laughs> even, you know, it, it's a three piece on stage. So nobody's hiding behind the fact that it, the, a lot of the show is tracks. Mm-hmm. Um, but even still like the, the energy that, a drummer and guitar player on stage that add to these seemingly stale, but produced tracks, you listen to it after and you're like, ah, I'd rather see that live. But the, the production's cool though. Like there, it's not your typical run of the mill, like pop vocal. There's some really interesting stuff going on in those tracks. I I thought that was kind of neat. They're, they're really minimal in comparison to what a lot of pop stuff that's going on right now is. Um, Yeah. It's very exposed. A lot of it's very exposed. Yeah, like, and there's just a lot of sounds that aren't standard synth sounds, and you know, your run of the mill type sounds. So, in a in a full PA like that, there's just so much space for all these sounds to pop out and really just get a nice wide, like, just wall of sound. Nice. I'm curious. Her, I noticed that her her voice or you know her style, she's got kind of a range. She can have a very uh, very pop. EDM ish sound, and then go to this very alt pop, Billie Eilish, Tate McRae, soft stuff. Um, how is that to manage that dynamic? There, does, does she handle that dynamic? Or do you have to handle that dynamic? How's that go? She's she's incredible. Um, she's like a she's a trained vocalist, uh, like from the ground up. So knows, you know, her 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 mic position as she's hitting those notes, or when she needs to be nice and whispery um my my compression ratio is like two and a half to one getting like maybe two db of just like tucking little tiny bits where it needs to nice that's cool yeah she's a pro are you were you carrying anything what are you carrying on that that was a was that a one-off for you guys are you on the middle of a tour or like what's you just showing up that (laughs) That was three questions of one i'm sorry (laughs) No, that's all good. That was, uh, I think, Outside Land was was her third show, ever, third or fourth show ever. Yeah. Oh my god. Whoa. Um, I, I would not have known they sounded tight and great, man. That was cool. her 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 first show was the Calgary Stampede in in Canada. Um, second was Lollapalooza. Oh. So you even haven't really figured out yet, like what we need to carry and not like, not we- not a clue. <laughs> I mean, we had, uh, you know, a very put together tracks rig that like I had that I knew worked and would spit out 12 outputs. Um, but other than that, like just my, my mic pack to get the drums where I know that I needed them and, and that's it. So it was, uh, for the tracks rig, did you build that? Oh, I'm sorry, Kyle, go ahead. No, go for it. Cause I'll, I'll probably go away from that. <laughs> oh, okay. I, I mean, I'm always I'm, curious. I'm, about I'm pretty, t- so I'm pretty, it- me too. I'm typical. <laughs> So did you did Sorry, you build what? the did you build the playback rig or were you in charge of that? Can you tell us more about it? Uh, yeah, I was. I didn't build it. Um, we got it built by a company out of Nashville, Savant. Um, mm. 
you know, I, I could I have built it? Yes. Can I solder, you know, pins and make some cables? Sure. But he's got a uh, his own patented power supply. Oh, that's uh, cool. That's fully modular that allows you to go from North America, Europe, Australia, and you just change whatever power con you're plugging into to whatever country you're in. Wow, amazing. Um, and and that that to me on fly dates is just that's that's worth its weight in gold right there. Mm-hmm. To not, you know, you're not worrying about am I going to blow this $5,000 rack, <laughs> you know, if 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 things aren't hooked up properly, it's so yeah, I, I mean, uh, Stephen and I went back and forth for probably two or three months to mm-hmm. to get everything we wanted in there, and sort of leaving some space as well to add some some things in the future. Right on. That's really interesting because we haven't talked a ton about playback on the show. We've kind of danced around it a little bit. Is it is it Logic Ableton? Is it redundant? Like, let's give us a scoop, man. <laughs> yeah. Um, Ableton to um, Mac, uh, the M1 Airs, mm-hmm. or no, they, they they might be MacBook Pros. It really it doesn't even matter. They they both all have the same things in them. Um, iConnectivity Play Audio 12 with a Mio 4. Um, Mio spits out uh, MIDI to guitars and a sample pad, and then sample oh, cool. pads also sending MIDI back to uh, to Ableton, and then essentially to me as well. So. Uh, he's playing like a a one um, a one sample hybrid kit right now, but hopefully that expands in, in the next uh, in the next little while. So do you have do you have uh, playback tech? Is it monitors? Is it the drummer who's who's kind of riding herd over the the playback stuff? Yeah, we've we've got a playback tech who also doubles as drum tech and guitar tech and stage mm-hmm. manager and and everything <laughs> you know that I can't be when I'm not on the stage. Um, he's another local Ottawa guy that I've worked you know, years with and have a good relationship with. And he, he, whatever he says, I've said it. So it's, it's good to have that when you're sometimes 300 feet from the deck. Yeah, that's pretty cool. Yeah. I, and I did recently meet, um, I was, when I was doing the Miguel show, I was talking to Ben Miguel's playback tech and boy, boy, I've had some questions about that for a long time that I, I was like, all right, I got questions. I like just started firing them off. So we're going to get him on and, uh, and we can share the love on that because that is some really cool stuff. And and I it's, don't know it's a it's it. a world that I don't even know like the tip of the iceberg. Like yeah, you know I I can I can get an Ableton session together and going, and you know some basic things happening. But there's some unbelievably talented people out there doing some really cool stuff with the hip hop and and pop scene. That like the live auto tune now is just it, it's so cool that artists can bring that to the stage and it be solid and consistent and, 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 you know, another instrument really. So, I mean, when we had Kyle Hamilton on the show, he was saying like, you know, when he's with Lizzo, he's like, Hey, these tracks are like, this is what makes the record, the gold record. Like, he's like, that's, I got to get that up there, but you have kind of a special case. So you said it's kind of sparse. Like, how are you approaching mixing? Are you pulling stuff out that the drummer's doing live? Like, how are you finding what needs to be in the tracks and, and what needs to come out and all that? Yeah, that's that's sort of a growing process as as we build the hybrid side of his kit, more stuff will be taken out um that, you know, he can either just continue playing what, you know, what he'd normally be playing and it's on me to, you know, hit a a soft key to switch over to just samples and, you know, achieve the sound that way, but um 
yeah, I think the more live we can make the whole band, uh, the the better everybody you know is 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 feeling. That's cool. Is she, how involved is she in that sort of process? Um, so her musical director is out of Vancouver, which is where she's based out of. Uh, so she was him, her. How do I say that? They were in the studio together and uh, and wrote everything. Um, you know, just sort of programmed drums and everything, and just sent it to the uh, the two band guys are out of Ottawa here as well. So sent it back here and met up for a couple weeks of rehearsal and off to the races. There you go. I mean it 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 felt polished and it it was and it was rocking. And the other thing that I definitely want to talk to you about because and we have to kind of go here, right? Because this is like I'm out there for sound level. I'm the turn it down guy. Like we had some acts that were so our limit was 101. A weighted five minutes out there, um, and we had some acts that were kind of pushing at the, you know, just just poking at the, at the bear to see like how much can I get away with here. And you were at like ninety one or ninety two. You were like ten dB below the limit, and like ten dB below everybody else. And it fucking ripped, man. It was just huge and fat, and and it's it was just a textbook example of all the stuff that we teach in our classes about. Hey, you don't need to bludgeon people with SPL if you get your mix together. Like it, it fucking was great, and it was like you know, ten dB below everybody else. And so, like, first of all, that's that's badass, and it's like that's the, that's you. the kind of shit that people hate to follow in festivals because that that was ripping. But I mean, is that was that a conscious decision that you were like, hey, I need, I'm I'm dealing with speed limits here, or are you just is that just naturally how it came together for you? Can you talk about that a little bit? Uh, that's the last two years of pandemic, me doing a bunch of broadcast mixing, um, and totally just having to reevaluate how I look at every input. Mm -hmm. Um, and like, I don't know, I guess I was kind of scared of compression before. Yeah. And like, you know, just under understanding that the, the little bits of compression applied across the whole stage of the console just gets you an incredible result when, when everything's moving together and, and, you know, I, I did so, so many live stream stuff that I'm like, man, listening back, like, why isn't this doing what, what it is when it's like happening in front of me? Like, so, you know, going back and um, I was fortunate enough to have a couple rehearsals f- for the live streams to really like record it, listen back, mix it, bounce it, listen, you know, get some friends' opinions on it and stuff like that. So, mm-hmm. um, I guess just honing those skills in and, and applying them to the live world because they 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 work the same. Yeah, and that's sort of the great paradox is like you put the radio on in your car and you're at 85 dBA and it it sounds it just hits and it sounds great and then you go live and all of a sudden we we're, we need to feel like we need to go to 100 to get the same thing and it's like you don't like if you the studio mix was built to sound good at 85. So if you take that approach, you know, and and yeah. I looked at your log data, man, like, and we talked a little bit about it too, like it, some weeks ago, there, there, there are all the, you can see the crest factor in the log data. You can see that compression that you're talking about. You can see that you're really stretching your legs in the, in the bottom of the, the frequency spectrum, you know, like you've got, you've got more energy down there. Your C minus A was like 14 dB and, and typically it's seven or eight. So you, oh. by dumping that down there, it feels big, you know? I, honestly, a, a lot of that I will attribute to the producer of of the tracks. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's uh, like it's it's it works. He's you know he's he's really good at what he does. So, like I said, we we worked together before, 
Um, and I had came in late on that project. And the first, like we, we had a, a week of rehearsal before we were out for a month across Canada. And the first three or four shows, like once I got it up on a big rig, it was like, okay, let's, uh, let's see what the heck we can do here. So, you know, the next three shows were tweaking and, and changing stuff. So I think he took a lot of that into this project as well. Um, get, you know, just, just having that in mind, how it's going to come across live. Yeah, I thought it, I, mean, I thought it ripped, man. It really like, it was a stand Thank you. Thank me, you. You know, and I had to sit there and it was also, it was nice. Cause like, I was like, oh, he's at 92. Like, I'm going to get a sandwich. Like, I don't have to be. <laughs> like, I'm, not, I'm not worried about this. One. <laughs> um, go ahead, Chris. I'm sorry. I'm curious because I've been thinking about the whole, um, you know, compression, crest factor thing. You know, I've been doing a, a mixing side project or whatever. And it's funny. Um, I turned in two mixes to someone. Um, one was done on a live console. One was on a doll. On a live console, when I treated it like how I normally mix and didn't like super compress, I kind of, you know, as I kind of would a club show or whatever I, I mixed it right and then in the in the doll i'm like you know let me let me squeeze this let's make us like an album yet it was a, it was a live it was a live show and his feedback was like man he's like and i didn't tell him which console or which mix was which or whatever and he's like man the second one you sent me it, it kind of lost some of that live feel to it uh that being like the super compressed one so i'm what i'm getting around to is kind of a maybe a question for michael and brent and colin whatever but like so where is um that we've cut up we talked about this before how people are expecting the experience to be like an album right and albums are more and more compressed every year to what they were where is that line of yes you can reproduce the album or should we have some more breadth and depth and liveness feel like how do we separate those two Mm. maybe is there happy medium i i don't know but dude this is such a cool topic i was talking to ryan john for hours about this um and i want to hear everybody's talk because everybody here's mixed enough to to weigh in on this for sure um and and like a lot of it is genre dependent sure you know i think that's that's huge but uh, you know, a board mix coming out of a console, like a lot of people have board tapes, run it through a crest factor meter, see what your crest factor is for your board mix. First of all, like do that, you know, it's, it's probably going to be 16 DB somewhere in there. An A level board mix, like a Pucha or Rabled board mix is going to land at about 11. So there is more compression in there, but it doesn't sound as, as squeezed. Like you say, Chris, because it's, it's exactly what you're talking about, Brent. It's multiple stages. It's a lot of parallel stuff, so you're not you're not clipping your your transients off. Um, I have a dirty little trick that I I put basically a, a weighting curve on the side chain for my vocal comps, so they're reacting more to like perceived loudness than than signal level because I don't want the hun- you know the hundred hertz th- that becomes very audible, but it's not like really how we hear the level. So um, that is I think that was my pandemic project was how do you get what's like I don't how do you get what's coming off your console to sound more like what I would expect pooch to do with, with that mix. And, and part of that, not all of it, but a part of that is, is that crest factor coming down now, Katy Perry, you know, on the record, you're talking 60 beat like that is just hyper right. squashed. And that's not good, good sound. <laughs> like no one wants to hear that, but, but that four or five DB between like an average board mix and like an a level board mix, that's a very, very big, we were talking about doing almost like blind listening tests and asking people to like rank, their impression of how professional a mix is or something like that. And, and um, my, my, my theory, and I don't have the data on it yet, but it's definitely some, something that I'm 
thinking about pursuing is that crest factor is a huge variable in that perception. Hmm. So that's kind of anyway, uh, uh, Brent, I'll toss it over to you, man. Um, sorry, Chris, can you, uh, too long? Don't read that question for me. <laughs> yes. Uh, um, basically the difference of what, maybe what traditionally people think of a live mix, a little more open, maybe less compressed yet. The, the, the needing to make it sound more like an album. And so we do compress it and have that come out of the PA that way. So like just balancing the difference between super compressed or not, or finding that happy medium, which results in your, and this is not short. I apologize. Um, no, no, it's, it's okay. It's okay. It, 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 it got it. It got it there for me. Um, what I, what I think um, a lot of that comes down to the band themselves. Like uh, if they're a great band, then I can I can have a super live stage and and that mesh between what's coming off the deck and what's in the tracks I think it, it goes well. If like it's lackluster, which sadly I've been a part of, then I'm sort of squashing instruments to rely on the tracks because the people are there knowing the tracks. I don't know if I answered no, that question that's properly. An, it, or not. It, that's an interesting point. It made me it made me think though, right? So. If what if our job, uh, it might sound foolish saying this, um, but I'm gonna say it anyway. <laughs> but say it anyway, man. Let's do All it. Right. So <laughs> if our job is to replicate uh, what's happening on stage by you know like if you know just making you closer to the experiences on stage, why do we have to compress things so much to make that experience? Like if you were standing there, it wouldn't sound compressed. So why do we have to do that in the mix? Because we're amplifying it. Yeah, I, th- I think because the I dynamic think that's to make range it sound. Yeah, when you take a, a you know a performance that naturally has twenty dB of dynamic range, but then you you raise it up by twenty or thirty dB, and we amplify it. So now all of a sudden you've got you know it's like the what's the dynamic range in your car, right? Maybe it's seventy five dBA when you're on the highway, and if you get to 100, 105, it's painful. So you only have you know everything has to squish into that that range. So the dynamic range, I, I think, is a big part of it. Um, and like, I would love to hear it from Willow because I've seen Willow mix two different artists live now. And one of them was like, it was all about being as absolutely fucking transparent as possible. Um, and it's like very, very, very light compression and very, very, like just very, very natural sound. And then the other one was more of, of like a, like, like your artist, Brent. And one of the things that Will and I talked about was like, how do we chase that pop sound? And like, it's all about, Hey, yeah, let's, let's, compress a little more let's bring the crest factor and that was like one of the things that we talked about so i think there's a ton of consideration for the the genre but like willa i mean what's what's in your head about that Uh oh she had to sit up sorry yeah i had i had had to sit upright to, to deliver my answer which i don't even know if i have one um like, I mean, we've we've discussed this. We so we have discussed it. it. So I mean, like with Leyline, like it, it, th- that. I mean, it really is genre dependent, you know, because like yeah. with Leyline, Leyline is very spiritual. They're very dynamic. They're very unpolished while still having this uh, sheen over it. So, mm-hmm. <clears throat> and Brent, just so you know, they're uh, it, it's all acoustic instruments. It's four pieces. Um, all vocal harmony the entire time with some African Western African percussion and like, fabulous. yeah, it's Appalachia, uh, West Africa, South America, uh, all kind of lobbed into one, all the countries. Uh, it's super sick. Oh, and like 
a little bit of Caribbean, 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 Caribbean. Um, all the countries. Yeah, so all, yeah, all the stuff. Um, and so it's very organic, but they still want it to feel polished, um, but not like as not like super smooth, but just like shiny mm-hmm. and polished, like a tumbled stone kind of deal. Like and like the vocals? Sammy, my new client, <clears throat> she um she's an indie pop sort of vibe and it definitely requires a lot more polish to it and when michael saw me mix that night i was on a desk that i wasn't super familiar with so it wasn't as like um i wasn't really going for it with my compression as i normally do you were Um, also throw and go i was also throw and go i never mixed it before um i mean i knew the record because i've been a fan of samia's for a couple of years and so i knew the music so i was able to just kind of like all right get the vocal up there build everything else around it and just kind of rely on levels for the night and that that got me the gig so we, we got Which, a good and i'll just say i thought you nice. killed it I thought you did a great <laughs> oh, job thank you yeah um, so now I, I have the chance to like really really get that polish but it the whole like thing when it comes to crest factor and compression and a polished sound it just it really depends on what you're going for and and i mix a lot of pop here in austin as well i'm starting to be like one of the pop mixers for clubs around here and it's all like heavily track based with organic drums and or and some electric guitars and stuff so it's interesting to kind of balance these different sort of skill sets and start and i'm starting to learn how to mix more of that pop sound and i'm so excited to learn more about it and also just having respect for the tracks because the artist produces those tracks and that's 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 very important to them so it's i want to make sure i respect those while also bringing in that organic live party feel, especially like, I mean, I mixed a pop band on new year's Eve and I had to make sure that like, like we were partying cause it's freaking new year's Eve y'all. Um, but also she really wanted that polish. So it's a, it's There's a learning like hype idea. And uh, hype is, is like, that's the best word that I know for it. It's just this super in your face, you mm-hmm. know, just everything's over the, like I got these tracks from a local band. It's just a buddy of mine. And they're mm-hmm. like, yeah, we recorded these in a studio and like, we liked the recording, but we didn't like the mix that we got. Like, can you just mix them down? And I was like, I don't have a ton of time. I go, I'll like throw them through my SQ five if you want. And they're like, yeah. And I go, and it'll, it'll feel like it'll feel more live. That's what Chris is talking about. And they're like, that's what we want. And, it's I went further than I usually would with exactly what we're talking about, the, the parallel bus comps and the and it just and just more squishing. And it's the whole thing is all the just squish. Right. More squishy. Yeah, it's just so and I'm like, I go, this is like too much, you know? And they're like, Oh, this is great, we love it. So they it loved really, it. They yeah, loved they did. It. So for was, sure. For sure. <laughs> because it sounds to them like it has the sort of sonic footprint of like a nickelback thing, you know, it's just this yeah. really hyped up just super produced sound and um so it was exactly what they wanted but there was a part of me going like that's just, this is too much and and so i think again it's like where is this if i was doing lincoln park it would have been like yeah that's it you know do it right there so i think i think it's a lot of it is like this is a sonic palette that we have and sometimes it's like i wouldn't do nora jones like that you know, like when mm-hmm. does it make sense to do this, and how far do you want to go with it? Well, Nora um, is just like she's a very chill vibe, and yeah. I would imagine we don't, we don't want hype on the Nora Jones mix. No, hype. I mean there, there's a different. <laughs> I mean it depends on which record that she's promoting because there's some pretty hype tracks. Like she, well, it's like the larger than life thing is really important. Oh yeah, okay. You know what I mean? Mm. Um, like I mean, in, in like Chris Mitchell's a good example. Like his whole thing is like this is just a just completely pure reproduction of what's happening on stage but a drum kit from 10 feet in front of the drum kit 
is not a sound that I want to hear in a in a rock mix. Mm-hmm. It's not. So it's yes, we want the drums to sound like the drums, but you got to give it a little, just a little bit of something, a little bit larger than life. You know, um, like wh- where <laughs> we go. What's a good kick drum sound like? That came from a mic inside the drum. Have you ever put your head inside a <laughs> kick drum? Like that's not natural. You know what I mean? Like so. So I I. I, I think even when you're saying this, this has to be natural, there is still a little bit of polish that is what people expect from a professional sounding mix. I want to hear from Kyle. You know? Yeah, definitely. It, I have it's... a question for Brent oh. and Kyle on this. Yes. Um, so I guess my question for you guys, right, is like, how do you consider the record? Like, what do you, how do you figure out what you want to take from the record to put into the live show? Because they're uh, clearly going to be different, right? But like, how do you listen to it? And I've heard varying schools of thought where like, there's some bands that are like, and I've mixed for some churches like this that are like, this is our sound. Like, this has to sound like this. Like, we train our engineers to mix in this tone palette. If you mix for churches, you probably know who I'm talking about because they talk about it all the <laughs> time. Margaret. Um, I know Kent Margaret. I've, I've, I've never heard that in my life. Really? It's in this tone it's palette. Weird. I've never heard that. It's a whole thing. It's a church thing. Um, I, it's, a, it's totally a church thing. Um, Interesting. But there's some, there's some country artists. There's some bands like that, too. And so my question for you guys, right, is like, you know, a live show is never going to sound straight up like you're standing in a studio. But how do you pick out from the record, what you want to put in the live show and be like, this is what makes the record, but this is what makes the live show. Kyle, do you want to take that one first? <laughs> uh, I'll, I'll take a bit of no, it. I'll go ahead. I'll, I'll, ta- I'll, okay. ta- I'll take a bit of it. So I wouldn't say genre specific, but you mentioned the right thing, album specific. So, mm-hmm. and, and you got to weigh it between, it's kind of like the Brandon Blackwell theory is half and half because you don't really know where to start out when you have tracks and stuff. And then sometimes the band's just trying them out and they give you a two track or they just give you, you know, four to six channels. It's only used in some songs. Like you got to really weigh the differences, but the album at the end of the day is the the reference point. And it, first and foremost, the, the polish, and, and I was going to ask Willow while she was talking about Leyline, is the polish comes in the vocal. When you're talking about pop music, period, the polish comes in the vocal. And that's where you're going to get that line of compression in, in your top end of your mix. Like it, we can We can call it smoothing it out all day, but the vocal needs to be where it's at. And that goes all the way back to church because if they don't understand the word, bird, 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 pop music. That was a club beat for a second. It was like the bird is the word. All right. That was incredible. And he's gone. Oh man. Damn. That was I such wish a good response. Making his own track. Kyle, hold on. Wait till he gets back in. He keeps unplugging his fucking microphone during the show. I don't know how that keeps oh happening. He's not even moving. <laughs> oh, man. I want him to drop a sick beat on top of that. Like- well, I want to. <laughs> you should. Let's hit stop and then hit start again because when we did this with Katie, it fucked the recording. All right, I'll hit stop. So let's just let's do this. Kyle, was, your, glitch, was crazy, bro. your mic glitched and it was like you were about to drop a sick beat Dude. and mm-hmm. you were just doing like it was. I was awesome. like. It was very fat boy. I was like KRS one from Boogie Down Productions. I was dropping science, and you couldn't even understand it. Probably, I'm just saying the the polish or whatever we want to call it comes in the vocals and um, where they sit. 
it could be band specific too because i've done a ton of metal bands that have the horrible trigger the track (sighs) they play along with it and am i fucking up again no no we got okay he's just laughing at what you're saying oh okay uh, <laughs> but, but I'm just, I'm just laughing because I know what he's talking about. <laughs> so at, at the pinnacle of the triangle, when you go to a show, the vocals are the most important part. So even with it, I don't think it's genre specific. Like the vocals are important. Unless you're dream theater, the vocals aren't important. Yeah, true. That guy walks off stage. He's got his own little <laughs> mic stand and Fiji water. He just like leaves while the band's playing. That's so true, Chris. I saw Dream Theater, and that was like he's just kind of like along for the ride on this. Right. Well, <laughs> uh, so, uh, Lee, Dude, Lee, that Lee Lee that's nice of them you, letting him come out and sing. That, that, uh, that singer—he like looks me in the face, and I want to like shrink into a hole. He is an yeah. intimidating guy. Like, oh yeah. man. No, Lee, Lee Fields had made a fire post about you know, hey, no one, no, no audience member cares about your double parallel compression, this, that, and the other. You know, get your damn vocals up. That that fader on the, on the vocal fader moves just as much as every other fader on the console. Get it up, right? And uh, and then I, somewhere in the midst, I made a comment of like, yeah, but Dream Theater really like no one actually cares about the vocal there. So, <laughs> well, that's but that's the same thing. Where do you put Except where do you put Diana Krall's vocal in the mix? Pull me under. And where do you put and where do you put it in ACDC? Those are very fundamentally different things. You know what I mean? So, like, it, 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 I think it's exactly what you were asking about, Sam. Like, it all has to come back to this record. And, I mean, every time I've sent Kyle a mix, the vocal is exactly what he comes back with every time. Like, that's just where your ear goes, and that's what you're dialed in on. And you're like, yeah, bring that high-pass filter up another 30 hertz or whatever. Like, that's, that's I think, what, if that's not right, it doesn't, like, you know, it doesn't matter that your toms are nice. <laughs> you, you know, you know like, what I learned Crest from was watching, like, Swedish metal bands and grindcore band, like super fast metal bands because the ones that were using the compression really well I usually found in in Europe and those dudes mm. would set it in to where you could hear every note on a guitar and it's screaming on stage like um and they're mixing it like 90 you know what I mean because yeah I've seen Opeth and all these crazy bands where it's like dude I can hear every note of the guitar but the vocals are still like this thing and clear, like it's a science kind of some bands don't like that. Some bands like to get up there and punk rock and have it all over the place. And it's, it's mashing and it's the live experience. But yeah, if you're trying to impress people like and do a second album cycle, (laughs) 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 mix it, mix it like the album. You know what I mean? Or at least so we haven't said I don't think we said Rhino John yet on this show. Yeah, so we there have. You go. He, oh, have we? Yeah, you have. Oh, you're right. You're right. You're right. You, Thank you. Willa. <laughs> Willa, you should be here. You're like the clerk. Um, he's he green does card, this crazy Rhino John. like like he does this like warlock thing where it's it's a mid side processor and he side chains the mid of his band bus and just the mid against his lead vocal. So like I heard of, like if you leave like a to- like one of his Tovlo mixes yeah. or like Jesse J like the vocals not on top of the mix it's in and it's like pushed back like it's like a bowling ball on a mattress right but it's never stepped on by anything because of that that dynamics it's and it's really neat because you're like i feel like i should need more vocal but i don't and it's really it's really interesting so um that's one of those because that's what i hate is the karaoke like and that's you know, like the vocals so high up that it's just, uh, it's, you know, it's just sounds silly. So like question that's, with that. Yeah. What is the normal yeah. ratio or starting point for that on your vocal, whether it be on the bus or wherever, yeah. let's go ahead and give up some secret sauce. Like, okay. Yeah. That's a good question. And, and I'll be honest that 
the console that I'm working on has drastically changed this for me because when I went, I was, you know, my weapon of choice was, was my pro one for a long time. When I went to SQ five and Avantis, now I have a mix control on the compressor. So you can do a wet dry and, you know, doing that means I can use a lot more gain reduction on the compressor, but it doesn't sound unnatural. So, so now I'm pretty heavy handed with it. Like I'll be eight or nine or 10 DB in a gain reduction, but it doesn't sound like I am because of the parallel. You still have the dry in there. So that's something that good, getting good cop, bad cop, basically. Yeah, exactly. Only it's in one, it's in one module. And so getting access to a more modern tool that could do that was what allowed me to kind of push that a little bit. And I'm really happy with how it's been working out. So there's, that's my dirty secret right there. So that's what I want the kids to know at home. Brent, Sam, Willow, Chris, I want to hear your guys' answer on that too. Cause I think it's really important to understand where you can start at this. And we've never really yeah. talked about that. We've always mentioned the term or how we did the thing. Let's, let's see how we get there. Okay. Ladies. <laughs> for the record for brent has deflected twice now with his yeah, yeah for yeah. sure oh yeah i'll, I'll deflect i, w- I want to hear everybody's opinions <laughs> willow you, let's see what you got all right i'm gonna be very honest here uh i have covid brain what was the question <laughs> like vocal compression vocal, what's, your starting what's point? my starting point for vocal compression whether it's um, a group or parallel or or what are individual so the like, way i was taught is you put compressors on literally everything and then you have them at like super low ratios. And I'm starting to move away from that and find my own style um, starting to. Um, so for a long time, especially in clubs where I had never met the band before, never heard their music before, and I hadn't just like, you know, what do I got today? Who knows? Um, I'd usually start at just like a 2-1 ratio, softney. Um, and I probably I wouldn't have any additional gain added on, I would always do that later. Um, and I would start at just like, you know, kind of eyeballing the meter and looking at like no more than two to four decibels of reduction for the channel. And then I would do the same thing on the group as Mm. well. So I would compress the individual channel and then I would compress the group and then the master bus I would usually leave alone. Um, so I would just have like a little, little pets all, all along the way. Um, and I'm starting to to change that and do a little bit more drastic, more um, aggressive. I think is the word I'm looking for. Yeah, I'm looking. For- you, well, you said you said the magic. You said the c word. Hmm. You said club. Club. Yep. And it was funny because when we did that mix 45 thing like a couple years ago, as soon as you put your mix up, David Williams was like, "Hey, you mixing clubs? Don't you?" Like uh, he heard that because yeah. that's all about you. Have all this crap blown off the stage. Yep. And your job is to get that vocal up. There. I mean, that's my and background. So now you're, so. Dam- yeah, damage exactly. control mixing versus yeah, it really is. But, yeah. but I think what's cool, especially <laughs> since I've seen you do the, the last show that I saw you mix, you're getting into bigger rooms. You have more control. You have more well-behaved systems. You have more, you know, less ridiculous stage volume. So, so you can do what you're talking about, which is, no, I'm going to put this thing in a box and I'm going to like just really control it. And that's yeah. when you get that kind of polished sound. And the other so thing is like, I'm yeah. in clubs, I'm running monitors from front of house. So I can't do anything super aggressive yeah. with compression Bummer. from front of house at that point. Like I'm, I'm, I literally can't because that is affecting the monitor mix. Cause I don't have enough to double patch, double patch. and I'm, and I'm the Renegade. only one doing it. And it's easier just to have like, you know, 32 channels as opposed to 64. Um, yeah. So it, it, now it's like I'm moving away and I'm like, I'm only handling one mix, which is like, whoa, that's a, that's a whole other thing. 
that, that that's a whole other conversation of just like letting See, go. Monitor engineers monitor have a harder job. Just saying. I mm-hmm. no, I love being oh, a monitor start, engineer. I love being a monitor engineer because it's like because like I I have control over better. what's happening on stage, and then <laughs> also I get to interact with the artist, and I and I know that they're cared for and that they're hearing what they need to. When I'm stuck at it front of house and I don't have control over their monitors, it's like okay, are they actually getting what they need? <clears throat> I'm going to be constantly worrying about them. Like my my mom mode is going to go through the but fucking you, roof. But but you do <laughs> though. You you are so good about talking with your artists and making sure that they have interaction with you. Like yeah. that's you that's never gonna go away. That's, well yeah, that's but like work, now I'm know? not gonna be mixing their monitors on this run. So it's like, okay, now I'm a little it's like I have to let go of that, you know, and I have to yeah. trust them that they can handle themselves and they're adults and professionals and they can talk with the house tech on mixing their monitors. Um, but I, I just really hope that they have the the courage to stand up and be like, no, this is what I need. Or I can step in and be like, hey, they like to start it here. This is, we, we've gotten off track. I apologize, Brent. No, that, Thank you so much that for is listening to this. <laughs> At some point, that, that is an interesting topic, though. And I, I hope that you will share your thoughts on that. Maybe after your tour yeah, goes. Yeah, it'll be really interesting. It comes back. It'll be my yeah. first tour where I'm just PMFOH, not PMFOHTM. Monitor like letters. all yeah. of it. Merch, uh, ice, pizza. It is, it is incredible. <laughs> yeah. So I'm excited to actually uh, like, get into like the meat of things and create like little records every single night. I'm so excited for this next step. That's killer. Mm-hmm. All right, um, your turn, Sam. Brent, do you want to? Oh, okay, Sam. Let's do Sam. Yeah. Sure. Right. I mean, I've spent. Willa did the hot potato. So there we go. <laughs> um, I mean, I've spent most of my time like of not teching like on a console in Monitor World. So for me, like I I like the whole step by step. Let's run it to the console. Let's start on like a two to one, maybe three to one. You know, talk with the artists. It's, you know, you can kind of watch their faces like as you're setting those. You know, your compression and kind of going through and watching how you're putting your effects. You know, into your buses and routing things. I love the parallel stuff. And so going through that process for me, like I I like to start low, but really I'm just going to watch the artist because you you get to that point where as you're going there, you just watch their face and you just know like, all right, like that's it. Um, And so that's, I don't, I'm not super technical about it. Uh, I totally will just read whoever I'm working with on stage. Uh, And it's just the fastest way to do it. So Miss Cleo's c- come up in a, like eight episodes now. I I I think Sam, you ha- probably have a little better experience too because you were mixing ears at Monitor's World too, so you could actually yeah. hear compression and things that's going on. So it is kind of like doing a bunch of of your own mixes, and it's all about yeah. where you get things to set in them. Um, Brent, that might be cool for you. Is is you said you took a broadcast style mixing so when it comes to your busing and your compression obviously you're you're at 91 that day um was that a huge concern going into it or like you said were the tracks like compressed and put in the right spot and you're just uh helping the vocal and getting some groups going on that how do you do that yeah like i i bust out i bust everything out like dry drums comp drums dry bit like every, everything's got all depending on what console i'm on of course uh, hopefully there's a D live in my future somewhere. Um, yeah, baby. Hint, hint, man, that, that, yeah, that Jeff. Okay. I got, I got to give a little plug here before I continue going on this. First time I ever got on a D live was in Scotland. Uh, I Sweet. walked into the club. The two guys looked at me and they're like, Hey man, uh, we, we've got this new console up and running. Uh, we don't know how to patch the outputs. Okay, cool. Let's let's get going on this. 
They didn't have a surface. All they had was two touch screens. Fortunately, I've got a Allen Heath Q24 sitting in front of me and it's, you know, it's the exact same interface. Like everything looks the same, feels the same. I had the show up and running in like 10 minutes flat. And the two guys were just like, whoa, man, like, how did you do that? I'm like, these are just fantastic. So yeah, definitely a little plug to Alan and Heath. Um, but yeah, well, bus- I'll I'll, uh, I'll bug Jeff Holly after tonight and tell him to call <laughs> tell you. Tell him to send our new, new intros, new more new intros. Yeah, yeah I, will, I will do that too. Yeah, yeah. But anyway, sorry, bro. Um, no, it's all good. Uh, yeah, bussing bussing is my, is my secret sauce to everything, uh, and the attack and release thresholds of everything at that like final bus stage before it hits the master is where is where you get everything to like move with one another and like and really jive like i'll do i'll do a fair bit of compression on the inputs before it gets to the bus to like get it sounding how i want to as like the core tone of of whatever instrument i'm working on um and then just sort of i don't want to say fix it but really sort of get it working how i need to um on those you know last 12 12 outputs or whatever i'm working with brilliant brilliant and and I'll take it back to analog days. So Big Mick from Metallica used to take an XL floor wherever he went. And every hole was plugged on the XL floor. <laughs> and if you've looked at the back, it's TT connections, like all kinds of crazy stuff. So when I got to choose my console, my first console was an XL floor, of course. And um, I didn't have the idea because I, I met Brett, Brad Price down the road and he told me about good cop, bad cop. But what I did is I did the same thing. Had all my dry stuff going to my VCAs and then I'd send everything to matrices or auxes and I, I had distressors. I had 160s mm. and it really... Mm. I was going to ask what you were carrying. Yeah, And it mm. really came down a lot to um, this, the sound of the compressor itself. And I think digital consoles have really did a great job with emulating that and giving you more options. The yeah. the knee thing that Willa mentioned, imperative. And um, that's why I asked you about the broadcasting, because if you go into a broadcast room and they're mixing to one of those rack mount TV speaker things so they can hear what the actual TV mix sounds sounds like, um, the compression is pretty crazy. But it's almost like, (laughs) let's talk about what happens after you mix an 85 dB album and then it goes to broadcast it's brutalized but here's here's the deal live i can give you a horror story on that yeah (laughs) live engineers have this have this goal and that is the mastering that happens after that too so on your Mm -hmm. left right so tell me was i kind of correct how i how i worded that like when you were doing broadcast was the ratios about the same now and then your outputs are like there like where they need to be you can just move your left right pretty much yeah definitely um all of those stages are getting it to where it needs to be before it's there yep and then it's just that last final stage that is hardly doing anything at like a a 10 to 100 attack and release to two uh, two db gain reduction at most when like your kicks and snares maybe a loud vocal Right. But other than that, like it's sh- it's it should be all there before it gets there. That's awesome. We should do another Ryan John thing because now that I know your st- Michael spilled the secret on that thing, I 
I kind of want to try to apply this. We should do a mix thing. Um, we should, and and I'll find you know it, it, there's I, there's a couple of his on YouTube that I know are his, and if you hear it, it's 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 really interesting because you don't you don't hear it that often. Like no. the vocal is back in there, and it's not in the front, and it's not on top, but it's perfect, and you you don't feel like you need more. It's really interesting, and that's kind of his that's his thing, man. He's that's that's the Ryan when, John sauce right there. So what, like when he ha- when he has that going on in a live mix, how much is he still riding his that vocal fader? That's what I, 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 I don't. Yeah, yeah, like does that? I, I don't know. Does that we give should, him the ability to like compress more so that it's out front and like at that level but then he did he's doing mention, that mid-side compression to so tuck it like he because he, he, that's I, all that's all i'm doing the whole show is one one finger on my main vocal and my mm-hmm. left hand is sort of massaging everything else but like that vocal's got to be there so if but, he's yeah, if he's ryan, got a way for me to not have to ride that <laughs> ryan said something about uh the dynamic eq on the after part of it as well so I, I want to know. That's the exact question I'll, I want to ask too. Is like, I feel like we could probably get him on the show. We got some connections. Well, I'm I'm doing that's as cool, close though. as I can get to that with the with the stuff that's in the Avantis, which is my whole band has a has the dynamic EQ on it, and there's a filter at like 2K that's two octaves wide, and that filter is side chained off the vocal. So only when the vocal, you just get a little tuck. But the only difference is Ryan's doing it just on the mid. So he's not touching the the stuff that's panned out to the side. Oh, so it's really like he's got something going yeah. on. Come on, you know he does. He's he's it's of course it's Look, you know when you like make your own console, you can programming. Do the hell yeah, you want. I mean, <laughs> talk, you want to talk about the long play? I mean, is there a longer play than that? I'm going to design my own fucking console so I can mix away. So on? that's like, that's a good thing to 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 mention to all the listeners is hey man work on smoothing out your vocal compression try some solo groups switch it around Uh, and and you're right if you have a live band and the tracks are like 50 50 you got to have that good cop which is no compression (laughs) wide open and the bad cop smash it to death and and find the the even medium um i always used to do that on my drums because subgroups on an xl4 were insane you know what i mean it added a nice little color to it as well so that's where i really got to hear what the compressor was doing and i think that's important to talk about as well is like there's you know four different kinds of compressors like what do you choose for your vocals what do you choose for something super transient like drums but i think you know kyle it's something that kind of spurred in my mind when you said you know what you had to do to get this set up when you were out with like fallout boy, the racks and the patching and the, the now you can, you can do it on an SQ five or an X 32. Like it's the fact that you can access this stuff at a, at a, at your church <laughs> you know my, what i mean my like tools were made out of fire and they burned every night <laughs> and forged, yeah <laughs> so like i think that that's the really another cool thing about the way that consoles have progressed is that even your you know sub five thousand dollar consoles now oh yeah have these tools and the clarity and that's amazing and the clarity so, and the reality yeah. is amazing like yeah it, it's it's I, epic I was, what you I, can do i was getting ready to go out uh in february and you know everything came down to budget and i was like okay can we get our hands on an x32 because i know that they have one for uh for in-ears and that means i don't have to mix it so i can at least bus everything out (laughs) to 10 stereo groups and i can still get some things going on that should make the show good 
<laughs> acceptable. Good. Acceptable. <laughs> I've heard acceptable mixes on horrible consoles, man. Like, yeah. And I, I think everyone kind of has the tools now. Like, you don't need all that outboard, but... No. It, holy cow. Yeah, my Elf. rack, I had to run back and forth. Anymore, it's all at the <laughs> at the desk. So I feel like That's we awesome. haven't really actually talked about who or where or what Brent is. So... Brent, what he's in the mysterious northern lands. I told okay. you that. I know, I know. But so don't dig but, too but, deep, you know. bro. You'll have a wolf on your door and shit. No. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Yo, that's that's my buddy. Careful. Yeah. See. <laughs> I, 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 what's what's the what's the what's the short version of your of your origin story? Not from your mom. I mean, like you know, the industry wise. How'd you get here? Why you why you here? Uh, so the first gig I had ever worked, I was thirteen. Uh, and I pushed boxes for great white kick ass. Uh, the, the promoter was a friend of the family sort of thing. And he called me up and was like, yo, do you want to do this? Yeah, sure. Whatever. And then that was, that was, was sort there, of was there pyro. Sorry. Was there pyro? Uh, that Ouch. was a little bit after the pyro, Sorry. uh, <laughs> scenario. Um, what, what, oh, what so, what, so it, it was Jack Russell's you, great wait, white. Do you they, not, they couldn't call well, themselves. Well, great white Sam, do you, Will and Sam, do you not know the reference of Pyro and Great White? I do. No. I do. Okay. Thank you, Sam. All right. We'll, well, we'll, I'm sorry. We'll I live under that. a rock, Chris. I live under Love like it. a oh, medium rock. Shit. They, 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 they burnt a club down. What? And they killed a bunch of people yeah. with the Pyro. Oh, yeah. oh my yeah. God. Not good. God rest Sorry. Yeah. Let's get back to Brent. Let's sorry, should I have not said Great White? <laughs> okay, people died Brent, anyway. Okay, Brent is the one that matters here. This is the Brent Tons show. Tons of horrible um, death and suffering. <laughs> Brent, tell us about your yeah, life. Yeah, so that, uh, that, that, sort of, that sort of sparked the, the, live, uh, the live show little bug in me, I guess. Um, and then I was in... I was in school to be a chiropractor and decided I didn't really want to do that. So uh wow. really? I went Chiropractics. to That's awesome. Yeah, that that's was so that's cool. many moons yeah, ago. But now. is that a hold on, but is that a life skill that like you're uh you're I see you're engaged on Facebook at least. Uh, do you like, get yeah, 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 you pick like, some stuff up along the way. Engaged, man. Does, yeah. does that does she benefit <laughs> from that? Like how does that work? <laughs> she gets yeah. adjustments every um, now and I mean yeah. she 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 would. She would Babe, have. my shoulder. Ouch. <laughs> 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 Uh, hopefully in the next couple of years she gets to benefit like everybody else does. Yeah. Um, <laughs> uh, Half price. So. What? <laughs> <laughs> uh, sorry, where was I? What was I saying? I don't know. I didn't, I'm, I'm sorry. I, you were in school. We all lost our mind when you said chiropractor. Yeah. yeah, that was, yeah that all of us yeah. need yeah. a chiropractor. Chiropractor to audio engineer. Somehow there was a yeah. something happened there. Yeah. Well. well so, um, I, Full transparency: The folks weren't uh, the most impressed with that when I, you know, when I told them that I wanted to switch Ooh. to audio school. <laughs> um, so I think I was, I think I was 23 at the time, and uh, they run a successful business at home. And it was always the, you know, hey, do you want to come take this over thing? And it was, you know, no, I want to go do my own thing. Uh, and I, I told them to give me till I was 28 to be sustainable by music. Um, and on my 28th birthday, I was mixing the glorious sons opening for the Foo Fighters, uh, in Columbus. Nice. Hell so yeah. That's, that's badass. That's and sort of, the, badass. As, as the resident 28 year old, like, fuck you. 
God damn it. No, no, that's that's not that's not Willow, what it's about. Oh, no, Brent, shit. Brent, we love your parents. No, Brent's that's, parents that's probably gonna listen to this. We love you. That's a fuck you yeah. would love. Like Wow. Jeez. <laughs> Willow, that's kind of your I feel like you own that a little bit because Willow's the first person to drop the F bomb on this podcast. I'm so. amazed I mean, I feel like dead- so for that my mother will be proud. <laughs> I mean, dead mouse you've thrown me, and I'm doing everything I can to get it back. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. Brent's he also he burped on the show, so oh. you're probably not going to start doing that. Yeah, so. I'm good. I I love the aspect of Canada because um every time we go there, <laughs> we'd get a Canadian opening band, um Canadian radio and um damn, what was the TV station? Much music and then one on the yeah. other side. Mm. You guys got your shit together up there. I'm dead serious. Like Canadian music and broadcast is like ran by a bunch of cool people who do cool stuff. And that's why. Shout out to Stokely. Yeah. Like you look at Discovery Channel and everything else. Like everything comes from Canada. Like you guys are seriously on the cutting edge of stuff. Uh, And I'm I'm blaming Canada. No, not at all. And (laughs) and I watched your, your podcast with a bunch of your mates that went to the same school. And I want to hear more about the school because it seems like it's really turning out some really cool individuals. Like there was a broadcast TV guy there at the COVID event and some other stuff. So um, I think the school is worth mentioning for sure. Where I went. Yeah. Where you went. Uh, Algonquin college. Yeah. In Ottawa. Yeah. Um, uh, really great program coordinator, Colin Mills. Um, and just like the best roster of, of professors that, you know, I know in the city, I get a lot of compliments on how I sort of deal with people on the road and, you know, in day-to-day conversation and everything like that. A lot of that, I attest to the two guys I spent, you know, a full calendar year in the studio with four days a week. You know, they, they were just super cool cats all the time. Um, and like that vibe when brought to a live stage, is just the most comforting thing. It, it seemed like that college, though, was turning out a lot of graduates in the entertainment field, whether it be like TV, video, lighting, like it, th- this I seems mean, like the, a really substantial college. Yeah, like the uh, the film industry in Ottawa is huge right now. So a lot of the um, the TV broadcasting students are employed almost immediately. Animation right now in Ottawa is huge. Um, yeah, it's it's a it's a great school. It's um, a lot of people ask me, you know, like what what did that school do for you? You know, like after you graduated, what what did you have? And I said I had a, a defined amount of skills that I had to have the the energy and motivation to go out and use and expand on and actually do something with. That's beautiful. A specific yeah. set of skills that you needed to have the motivation to go out and do something with. That's yeah, beautiful. Like the, the, there yeah, was, cool. there like was 60 of us in the class and I, I want to like, there's, I can count on one hand, the amount of, of people that I know that graduated the same year that I did and are still actually working in the industry. Um, so, Hold on. I want to piggyback on a theme we've had recently. How much is that the school's fault or those people's fault? Those people's fault, 100%. There okay. it is. Yeah. There yeah, it is. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry. No. Okay. Um, there you go. Chris just did a, he did a, a little flex for anyone. Yeah. No, I, yeah. I, had, I had saw that, uh, the clip online there and I, I couldn't agree more. Like the, the school was great. There, there was all the resources in the world that we wanted. Now, 
am I in talks with them on how to make it better? Yes, of course. But yes, hundred percent. You know, that, that's that's with time. You know, technology's different. Things are different. Um, production companies are looking for different things. Like as a that's, as a school that, that, that wants too. to. Yeah, hundred yeah. percent. Like I, you know, I I loved all the guys there. Everybody was great. So yeah, I, I have no issues giving a helping hand. When when a student comes back that has reached a level where they can come back is that that's amazing. I, I I love that that the school will help you develop their program more. You know, yeah. and they mm-hmm. won't be stuck on that. Um, kudos. So yeah, yeah hit up, Michael. Well, I was just gonna say I know Kyle had some stuff he wanted to do before we wrap up here. Kyle, you you oh, get you, the ho- housekeeping. Oh, Kyle's yeah. got some housekeeping. Yeah, Holy cow. housekeeping. Even though we're at the end here. At the end, we'll yeah, do some okay. housekeeping. So I was checking out the um, Facebook site, and I get on Discord every once in a while. Actually, I got a message from this dude named Alex that I'm talking to after this podcast for some mentorship stuff. But awesome. um, I started noticing, I was like, holy cow, we got a lot of members from crazy countries. And I say crazy because I think everything... Like Canada? Yeah. <laughs> Guatemala. Hey, we're we're here for it. We live in igloos, baby. Let's go. They got maple syrup in in Mounties, man. And Bob and Doug McKenzie. Um so are you hey, are you trying that's, to that's, ship that's a, a t-shirt? That's actually like, gonna really be our whole, our our uh, wedding gift is uh homemade maple syrup things. You, oh, I love you it. Might, so you cute. might like that. I'm coming I to your wedding, that. buddy. Let's go. Uh, so Kyle, are you are you trying to send somebody in a far off land a, a t shirt? Is that no? Your, your, your I, I'm I'm trying to get more engagement on our posts that other people do besides us and and get yeah. people you mean talking. Besides a thousand posts I do a day. Yeah, <laughs> I, I, I want to get some posts. And and the cool thing about it is like, United States is only two thousand of our members. You know, we got three thousand members. So where are they coming from? UK, Canada, mm-hmm. Australia, India, and then. It's crazy. We even have like Vietnam has eight, Hungary, Lithuania, Austria, Ireland, Serbia, Kenya. Are you kidding me? That's I want so these people cool. to chime in and start show us pictures of what you're doing, like yes. where you're at, whether it's an AV gig in a basement, who cares? Or if it's a massive outdoor 100,000 soccer or, or house of worship, yeah. whatever. I want to see more posts from our, our people, not only here in the United States and, and those, but I, I want to see everybody's stuff. Like I don't get to tour anymore. I'm kind of, kind of boring. Um, and, uh, Michael and I decided that we're going to, we're going to rank some stuff and we're going to give away some free t-shirts, some stickers and some stuff to people that'll yeah. be posting because it- I, I think that's another thing that we need to break the barriers of is this is, this shit is worldwide, bro. I don't know if you listened to the last podcast. Like Pitbull. Yeah. Yeah. KD, KD podcast is now in my top five. Like, yeah, she's a beast. Th- mm-hmm. This shit is worldwide. And I'm really blessed to have friends like you guys. And I actually have friends in Russia, France, Poland, Greece, Colombia, Spain, New Zealand, Sweden. And I want to, I want to see your posts from my friends. Yeah, that's my friend. That's awesome. Yeah. And, and, <laughs> and, and, you know, shout out to my man, Jetty. Like, he's in South Africa. I get an email from him, like, clockwork once a month, just kind of, here's a picture of what I'm working on, or here's a question I got about measurement. Like, I love that shit, man. It's so cool to hear from people that are in places that I've never been to and, and see what they're doing. So, absolutely. Um, 
so yeah so show us what you got on the facebook or come by the discord or or you so know, we got we've been getting some emails man this is cool you know month of february check it out check this out yeah. this just pops in my head okay. the month of february is the month of love Aww. Okay. <laughs> Val- Valentine's Day. And Willow can say Aww. fuck you with love. Fuck you with Val- love, y'all. I'm jealous of every single one of you. Val- Valentine's Day is February 14th. Wherever you are in the world, have some stuff posted by then. We'll draw a winner. We'll draw a bunch of winners, yeah. actually. And we'll send out a bunch of t shirts and a bunch of stickers and, and stuff cool to stuff. thank you guys for uh, engaging. Yeah. I'm done. Yeah, absolutely. That's my housekeeping. <laughs> thank you, Kyle. I think that's a cool idea. Um, so, all right, let's, here we go. That's my Brent, arm's you know length coming. game with the people out yeah, there. Yeah, that's right. You listen to the show. Brent, we're all coming up to visit you in Canada. Where are you taking us for lunch, man? Lunch, lunch. Where are we going? Uh, I got to give a shout out to Frank's Deli. It's the best yeah. $6 sandwich you can get. It, it's on a you know nice big bun, big stack of meat. They have a special sauce that is you know no nobody knows what's in it but it's just special and they got everything you need frank's yeah. deli frank give this guy a sandwich uh he, he <laughs> knows Bill me. chris leonard <laughs> nice <laughs> all right chris hit him all right brent if you could define your legacy or how you'd want to be known how would you oh, define man. that um <laughs> I love Don't how know, people I forgot about this all the time huh? are never prepared for this. He never watched the end of the show. People, um, people almost all end the episode. It's okay. I get it. No, I, d- I definitely have gotten to the end of an episode. Um, uh, well, uh, episode, he said. Not, <laughs> not, <laughs> singular episode. So last one. Does this count as an episode or no? He did it. This is the one. We'll see if you make it to the end of the episode. No, I, I think to, to follow suit of a lot of other people um, that, you know, have given this sort of answer, I think just to be not, to known as not an asshole in an industry that is full of, uh, you know, guys, people in my position that just don't have to deal with things the way that so many of them deal with. Uh, yeah, that's, awesome. that's, that's just it. I, I'm a firm believer that like being a nice person is going to get you a lot further than you know, getting to a point where you have to be that asshole, do everything you need to do before you get there and you won't have to be that guy. And that's, I, and I, I try and do that with everything. That's, that's not only is that awesome, but also start your set off at a low SPL. So the sound level guy goes on break. And <laughs> we'll get a snack. Get yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and, and Brent, we, we can't hang up without mentioning your sweet beard. I mm-hmm. dig it. Love it. It is yeah. so, very beardless. Mm-hmm. Yeah, thank you. Good. Uh, yeah, good. for for Sweet. the for the Instagram folks, better fear the beard. Yes. <laughs> oh, oh there yeah. You go. Oh yeah. That's 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 the, that's the tag if you want to see it. <laughs> nice. <laughs> Brent, thank you, man. Thank you. Thanks for having me, guys. This is this is thank great. Thank you.